Welcome to the Divorce Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I am a divorce lawyer and author and have been through divorce myself. I'm here to support you throughout your breakup journey. On this podcast, I will share with you my secrets and legal tips on how you can thrive through your separation in small six-minute increments. Don't do it alone. I have got you. Welcome to the Divorce Collective Podcast. I am your host today, Carolee Fontanelli, and I'm so glad that you are here joining me. So today I thought that I would quickly do a run through on the different people that you may need or may come across in your family law team as you are moving through a divorce and separation. There are many types of people and services and roles that you may come across when you're going through a family law matter. And unless you're a lawyer, it can be really difficult to understand who is who in your family law team, why you need them, um, and what each person actually does. It's really confusing, actually. So I thought that I would put this list together for you. Now, if you are tuning in on the podcast, you can hop over onto our website, collectivefamilylaw.com, and you can find the list over there for you to read so that you can gain a greater understanding, particularly if you are already in a process and you are wondering who is who and what you need. So here is a list of people that you need to be involved potentially in your family law matter. Now, it totally depends on what your circumstances are as to whether or not you are going to need all of these different people. So of course, there is you. That is the most obvious and of course, the most important person. You are absolutely instrumental in your matter as it's you that are going to be, you're going to be the one making decisions um, around your family law matter. And you're the one who's going to be instructing your team on how to resolve your matter. It's not the lawyer's job to instruct how to resolve the matter. They advise you on how to resolve your matter and then you give instructions saying, yes, that's what I want to do. Um, so that's the obvious one. And then the other obvious person who was involved is your ex-partner. It most certainly would be easier if they weren't involved, but they are, and you are going to have to work with them or your legal team is going to have to work with them or their, and their legal team. Uh, and you can't change the fact that they are your ex-partner and that they are on the other side of this matter with you. Um, but that, you know, is the way that it is. Um, the next person you might have involved is a counsellor or a psychologist. And the reason for this is that when you are going through a life-changing transition such as a separation, it can be really helpful to attend regular appointments to discuss your feelings and thoughts and work through your grief. It can help you have a positive mindset as well and help heal your heart. It can also help you to make those big decisions you need to and um, get through your family law matter a lot more quickly. So we highly recommend that you do have a counsellor or a psychologist helping you along the way. They can also save you on legal fees because instead of talking to your lawyer about all of this stuff, you're going to be talking to a psychologist or counsellor and getting it off your chest there. So that can help as well. The next person could be or might be um, a solicitor or a lawyer. So this person is a lawyer who usually will work in a law practice, a private practice, and um, 
they are responsible for running your family law matter from the beginning to the end. They are your main point of contact who you're going to be dealing with sometimes on a daily basis. They're going to be advising you about your family law matter. They're going to be corresponding with the other side and they're going to be drafting your documents when required, potentially also attending court with you or on your behalf and attending mediation with you as well. So they are your go-to legal advisor and it's really important that you select them independently. Now that is what we do here at Collective Family Law. That's our role. So the next person is a paralegal. So a paralegal is someone who is a legal support person or a legal admin person, a legal assistant. So we have these in our firm. They assist the solicitors and um, to type, send emails, file documents, create documents. Um, they often know everything that's going on on your matter. The particular the paralegals we have or the legal assistants that we have in our firm are law students. So they are um, already on their way to becoming lawyers and they are now learning on the job how to do uh, everything um, to, that we do to support our clients. Uh, the next person is a barrister. Now, a barrister um, isn't someone who makes coffee. They're not your barista. They are a barrister and they are actually a lawyer as well. Barristers don't work in law firms. They work in what we call chambers, but just think of it like an office and um, they don't run trust accounts or have daily contact with clients. They are sort of solo practitioners. They don't really work in a company as structure as such. And their role is, uh, they're a different type of lawyer. Their role is really advocacy in court. Um, and they also help on matter complexities. Um, they are like a second advisor. Um, they help settle documents, particularly if the documents are complicated, such as final consent orders or binding financial agreements. They can also attend mediations for and help with negotiations. Um, and it just depends on the complexity of the, the legal matter as to whether you're going to require a barrister or not. Barristers are the ones who do the cross-examination or the examinations in court. This is their specialty area and they are trained in this court setting. So if your solicitor advises you that you need a barrister, this is something that you really should consider. Um, and you don't, the, the way to brief a barrister or, or retain a barrister isn't, you don't Google one and get one off the internet. They, they are only retained through your lawyer. So your lawyer is going to be able to share with you who they would recommend for your particular matter. And, um, and you are likely going to pay for the barrister through your law firm, not directly to the barrister. Um, and you don't necessarily have direct contact with them um, either. So they work in a very sort of different way. Uh, then there's a mediator. Now, a mediator is the kind of go-between person who helps parties to communicate in a really constructive way. So a mediator is not for either party. They are not for you or not for them. 
They rather just help be a communication piece and help you negotiate your um, and hopefully resolve your family law matter. They do not give you legal advice. Next, we have a court registrar. So a court registrar is also a lawyer. However, they have been appointed to the court as a manager or an administrator of the court. So they are actually public uh, servants. They are um, there for you in several ways in your family law matter. Um, And in particular, uh, if your matter goes to court, there are times a register can hear your matter Um, much like a judge can. However, their powers are different from a judge. Uh, They also most commonly in family law matters, um, they help um, with consent orders. Once the consent orders are filed, it is their role uh, to ensure that the application and the minutes of consent are compliant in line with the Family Law Act and also are just and equitable for both parties. So that's what a court registrar does. There, next, there is a judge's associate. So this is a person who works in the courtroom with the judge. They're kind of like the legal assistant to the judge, right? Um, they u- they're usually a trainee lawyer or a newly graduated lawyer, um, although not always. Uh, they often take the position for only a year or two to gain that very specialised experience. And you can think of them as, um, like I said before, a legal assistant to the judge. They do all sorts of things to run the courtroom, including doing the call-overs, um, booking further court dates and bringing documents up to the judge, things like that. So, for example, in family law, if a matter is in court and we need to email the judge, um, usually we would only do that if it was a joint email with both parties in agreement. We would email the judge, but we don't email the judge directly. We email the judge's associate and then they deal with it from there. Uh, so a judge, a judge works in the federal court, circuit court, um, and um, and they hear the majority of everyday family law matters that are filed. So whatever comes up, um, they will hear it. And these matters can be simple or they can be complex. They can involve property and they can involve parenting um, and also spousal maintenance. Um, They have a very big role and um, it's a demanding role. Then there is the Honourable Justice. The Family Court of Australia is different from the Federal Court of Australia and they have specialist judges called justices. They resolve very, very complex family, um, legal family disputes. And these more um, complicated matters often involved allegations of sexual abuse or serious um, physical abuse of a child or international child abduction under the Hague Convention. In financial cases, the matters may involve very complex trust or corporate structures, complex questions or of law or complex areas um, concerning superannuation. So um, that's what an honourable justice helps you with. Then there's something called a family consultant, or you might also hear the word family report writer. 
they are the same person. Um, a family consultant or a family uh, report writer are qualified social workers or psychologists, and they are usually um, niched into this expert area of working with children and families, particularly who are going through um, separation. They can be appointed by the court um, or they can be um, engaged by the parties jointly to help the um, judicial officers um, achieve the best outcomes for children. Now, the way that they do that is they often interview the families um, extensively and then they write family reports um, with their recommendations as to what they think is in the best interest of the child or children. Next, we have a independent children's lawyer. So this obviously, um, these last couple here, the family consultant and the independent children's lawyer are obviously only for parenting matters. They're not um, involved in any matters where it's just for property. Um, so an independent children's lawyer is a person who we refer to also as an ICL. Uh, and an ICL is only involved as I said before, if, par- if a parenting matter is before the court and also only if the court sees fit to appoint an ICL. Not every parenting matter has an ICL. Um, the ICL is paid for the government. It's usually legal aid or something similar to that. Uh, the children never meet the ICL. However, the ICL knows all of the legal issues that the family and the child face um, and, and they're there to act independently on behalf of the child or children in the best interests of the child or children. Um, so sometimes in that case, for example, there would be the uh, lawyer for the one parent, the lawyer for the other parent, and then the independent children's lawyer representing all parties. Uh, then we've got uh, a property valuer. So these next couple are if there are properties involved. So a property valuer is a, an independent valuer, an expert who can value property. Now, these are different from um, real estate agents. So people get confused and they sometimes get a valuation or which is actually at only an appraisal from a real estate agent. That is not going to cut it in court. Uh, And if you're in court or even in a family law matter, we really want to get a a solid valuation. So this is why we would um, appoint an independent expert who can value your property so that we know what what figures we're working with when we're trying to divide family uh, property and family law matters. Uh, The next one is, and the final one that I've got, is um, a business valuer or a forensic accountant. So again, this isn't isn't a person who sells businesses and says, I think it's worth this or that. This is an independent person who can provide a valuation of a business. And this is, the role of this person is very different from an accountant um, and very different from, say, a broker. They are specialised in all in forensic accounting and they're often very, very specialised in valuing businesses. And it's a very complex um, it's a very complex thing it's, uh, to do. So that's why we get these um, forensic accountants to really help with giving those solid valuations. So 
You may not need all of these people in your family law matter. It totally depends on your circumstances, but it is great to have a basic understanding of the people and the roles that you might come in contact with, what they do and why you need them um, as you move through your family law matter. If you need help with anything to do with your family law matter, you are more than welcome to give us a call or you can look us up online, www.collectivefamilylaw.com.au. You can come and see me or one of our team and we can most certainly help you to understand who you need on your team, if anyone at all, because not every matter is so complex that it would need all of these people, but some of them really are. So, um, If you need help with that, let us know. And I hope that this podcast has been helpful for you. If it has, go on down and give us a a star rating. That would be excellent. All right, that's all I have for you now for now. Stay tuned for the next podcast soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Collective Podcast, brought to you by collectivefamilylaw.com.au. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave a review. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook just by searching for Collective Family Law. And remember, until next time, you have got this.